Welcome to C-Suite Radio. Idly hey! Welcome to another episode of The Brett Allen Show. Prepare to be astonished! A pop culture podcast. Join Brett Weekly as he interviews your favorite celebrities from film, <gasps> oh, television, I'm back in business, baby. comedy, and much more. Inconceivable! Plus, you never know who will stop by. Dude, we are so gonna party! Now, here is your host, Brett Allen. Michael, welcome to the podcast. It's good to have you here today. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. Well, we've been working on this for a while. We had a, some technical issues the last time, but I'm excited to have you here. I mean, first of all, we all know you from Fuller House, which is great. and uh, But you also do a lot of other things and are a very, very busy individual. You're a magician, which I had no idea. That's so cool. So let's just talk about, you just obviously Fuller House wrapped a while ago, but what have you been up to? What's been keeping you busy over the last few months during this crazy insanity amount of time that we've been experiencing? Yeah, of course. I mean, it's been hard for everyone, uh, especially magicians, though. I mean, we uh, need a need a way to make money. And so um, we have our side hustles, of course. But recently it's been... Uh, I struggle rather than financially because I'm still a bit dependent on my parents. I mean, I've just only turned 18 not too long ago. So for me, the the biggest struggle has been trying to stay creative. Um, I think that what I've I've, I've devised lots of methods, uh, you know, lots of new branches of creativity that I never would have gotten into, um, like writing and directing and making uh, all sorts of weird concepts that I've just been keeping my brain sharp. So uh, that's like the overarching thing. But like specifically, uh, what I like to do on a day to day basis, I have lots of other things besides creative stuff. Um, I Oh, my goodness, I just I, I have so much that I just realized. I'm trying to pick the top five, I suppose. One of the biggest accomplishments, um, I got my sailing license out of all things. Um, okay, that's cool. Yeah, I got my sailing license. I like to learn lots of different weird skills. Okay. Um, like I'm big into cooking. I'm big into reading. Uh, I'm big into playing my bass guitar. If I don't have something that I'm going after at all times, uh, I feel I feel just totally lethargic, totally lazy. So I, I have lots of things going on at once. Those, I'd say those are the top like four or five. Yeah, I think as an artist, though, you have to really strive to maintain that level of creativity. Because when you're on a show like you were on Netflix, I mean, that's very time consuming and you kind of know what to expect and what your life is going to look like. But when something like that sadly comes to an end or for any actor, really, it's kind of like you have to figure out like what's next, right? Like, what are you going to do to keep yourself motivated and as you said the brain sharp right like just coming up with creative ways to sort of keep things going if that makes any sense yeah absolutely i think magic has helped a lot with that surprisingly and i know this sounds nerdy um dungeons and dragons has helped with that i i I, it scratched the itch to to create to perform and it's been um 
it's been a good time. It's been a good temporarily uh, temporary band aid over the uh, creative hole. Yeah, yeah. So you've just done a lot of different things. Of course, we mentioned Fuller House. You were also on the YouTube Brat TV Network, the limited series Red Ruby, and all of that. So you mentioned that you're 18. I thought you were much older. So that's really good. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like, how did this acting thing come about for you, Michael? Like, you've kind of done a few things here and there, but really, like, what sort of prompted you to want to pursue acting and what were some of the things that sort of led to um i don't know if fuller house was like your biggest break or something that probably most people know you from but like walk us through that process my friend and sort of let us in on kind of like how things started out for you for those who might not be aware well i always tell people this i feel like i came out the womb performing okay at least that's what my mom tells me um a lot of stories, like, for instance, when I was three, I won this really big Halloween costume competition. I just go up and talk to people. So when I found acting, it was really I was five years old when I started acting. Um, I was doing community theater. It just felt like this wonderful place to uh, express all that energy. I really liked the the performance aspect. I like being another character. It was fun. I liked the, the camaraderie uh, and the way it came about was a very interesting thing. Like th this is not what got me into the acting that I like now, but this is what actually set me down the path. My mom was taking Christmas card pictures with me and my sister. And the photographer was like, wow, your son's really photogenic. Would you mind if I sent a picture over to my, my friend who's also a photographer? She's like, sure. So the, that person turned out to be one of the head people at this modeling agency and so they uh it was Wilhelmina I'm not sure if that if you know that yeah that no model. I'm very familiar very familiar okay Wilhelmina modeling agency and they signed me but they're like oh he sh he he should go get some experience on his resume so that's how I started community theater but from there it was just a snowball I mean I absolutely fell in love I started doing um plays at like my church and then there was this really big play that I had to that I had to do called the joy of Christmas. Then I got my first feature film, which was robo dog when I was nine years old. And it, again, it, I like more and more, I started to, well, then now I'm out in LA. Well then, you know, when I turned 12, I got fuller house. So really it's been um, an incredible journey. I've, I've been, I've been doing this as long as I can remember in some, some way, shape or form. But I feel like recently it's really changed into more of a love for the craft rather than, just I'm doing it because I, you know, this is who I am and I like performing. I've really started to develop this deep appreciation for the craft itself um, after uh, taking this class on a, on a very famous acting technique called the Meisner technique. It's really deepened um, how I how I feel about characters and how I relate to events. And uh, this is definitely the path for me to grow on. Yeah, the Meisner technique, that's one of a few. There's Stanikovsky. I mean, there's a bunch, but uh, Meisner is definitely very specific, which I think that's very cool that you've kind of decided to expand your chops, so to speak, and really kind of go at it from, as you said, an artistic perspective, right? And kind of really develop your craft and, you know, going from like comedy to more serious types of things. 
like what are some of the roles that interest you like where do you see yourself going from here like you've had a lot of success very quickly some would say like what's next for you as far as like what you would like to see yourself doing and and some of the projects that you would like to be involved in down the road so it's interesting whenever anyone asks me this because i wish i could tell you the next project i want to be in but it's so elusive I wish I could say, oh, man, you know, the next Mission Impossible film or the blah, blah, blah. That would be awesome. I, it, it's hard to, to do that in a real logistical sense. But in the fan in, in, in the fantasy world, I have a very <laughs> my, 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 my absolute dream role. Man, I would love to do this um, is to be in the realm of a Bond type villain or in the same note, like a horror movie villain like the like a like a Hannibal Lecter type oh that would just be awesome for me um in, in the more practical down to earth I would love to start expanding uh into more dramatic roles like show a bit of my acting range uh I've I I think the next step for me if I had to choose a, a real next step would be to do a dramatic feature film I think that would uh because I've done feature films before, but I think now, now that I've started to become my own person, it'll show different, it'll play different, and um, I'd love to see what people haven't seen on Fuller House, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I get it, because when you're in a role like that, it's very specific, right? Like, we know who you are, your character, what we can expect from him, although he did surprise us a lot. Like, just kind of like, it's a set standard, right? A model, because you obviously are doing a follow-up to a very popular series that ran years before. And now you're you're sort of doing not a reboot, but retelling of kind of where things have taken us with these characters. And it was a great show. I was sad to hear when it came to an end, but you guys had a really good run, which in TV years, that's a lot, you know, five or six seasons. So how fun it's been for you this all was happening during the years while you're growing up. You said you got this when you were 12 and you're living with family, your parents. What was it like for you, just generally speaking, as, as growing up as a kid, as far as being able to go to school and have friends? Did people see you or view you differently because of what you were doing? Or did they just treat you like Michael and that's just, you know, who they knew you as? Right. Yeah, it was definitely the latter half of my childhood. And those are pretty crucial years in development. And I feel like what I missed in school was totally made up by all the amazing experiences I had on Fuller House. Honestly, I, <laughs> I think back and sometimes I imagine myself if I didn't get Fuller House and like, man, that'd be so lame if I was just going to school, you know, being normal and not to say that that's lame in, a, in, no, in every sense it. of the word, but it's like just in comparison when you have that whole because you were asking, you know, do people treat you differently? How was your school? Well, my school almost became uh, uh, just a thing I had to do. It was just paper at that point because I had really no one. I mean, I had my other co-star who uh, Sony, who went to the same school as I did, and we graduated around the same time school I, I don't have any memories really uh, like like past seventh grade it was you know uh all all really arbitrary junk but like I said in that in that hole um I got to go 
I, I, I feel like I just went on this big summer camp excursion where I just made the second family and these experiences that I had, like going to Japan and <laughs> meeting so many people, having this weird uh, identity in the public eye uh, and all these perks. I mean, I would not trade that for any other normal experience. Um, but that's what it's been like. And as for people treating me, quote unquote, differently, uh, I mean, yeah, obviously that's like, that's that's bound to happen. It doesn't happen as profoundly as some people might think. Like there aren't really people coming out of the woodworks trying to be my friends. Uh, I, I think if anything, it becomes um, a novelty at that sure. point. And since my since my friends are mainly actors, we, we all get it. So it's like, yeah. oh, hey, really good for you. And then that's like pretty much it. anyone else that's like an acquaintance level thinks, oh, you're on Fuller House. That's cool. And then done. So uh, <laughs> the, the 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 rest of the of the people are either fans or like real creepy people who who just don't know the the limits of like social boundaries. Which then it gets weird. But that's a whole nother ballpark, you know. Yeah, yeah, I get it. You mentioned something that I have not heard before, but I want to explore this weird identity. Like, what does that mean as far as like just people perceiving you as a quote unquote celebrity, or just is that kind of what you're inferring? Yeah, that's definitely what I'm inferring. I, well, you know, it's hard because I don't really feel like a, like a quote unquote celebrity. I sure. don't try to, you know, exploit that fame. I know a lot of people in my, in my shoes definitely do a lot of child actors will go down, you know, that that's the, that's the funny stereotype is that the, the child dark actors... circle of being a kid actor. Right, exactly. And I feel like now I, I honestly props to my parents for helping me out not to go down that hole and you know teaching me the right way but um yes i have this very strange identity in the public eye in fact it's hard to maintain sometimes because i don't like social media i don't care for the the i i don't identify with that if you know what i'm saying it feels like a like a like a business <laughs> um thing i don't even know how entity on me if that makes sense you're, you're somebody who's an actor who enjoys it. You're 18. And that's like the limitation of it. Like, it's not like you don't have this persona or ego, so to speak, that some might particularly develop as the fame becomes more and more. It's interesting. I was talking to another actor who was part of the TGI Friday series in the 90s, Step by Step. I don't know if you've heard of it or are familiar with it, but she grew up know. on I'm this. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. It was on a show. She grew up on a television show. It was right in the same era as Full House. But my, my point is that now that she's an adult, 40-something years old, she was the same way and had the same mindset. Like, it wasn't for her a celebrity thing or a familiarity thing. It was just something that she was good at and did. Her parents encouraged her, and she had a, a good amount of success doing it. And now she does other things like directing and things like that. But it's just interesting because like it's hard for a lot of people to understand this world that you're a part of because it's so different and unique than what most people experience right but to be on a, a show and with such popularity and just all the other things that you've done too so it, it sounds like you've been keeping yourself busy you've been working on things you've got a sailing license like that's great and uh you know i think that the future is bright as far as what you could do. You know, you're very talented, I think. So I'm excited to kind of see 
where it goes. You know what I mean? If whether it's another full house type show or a James Bond or a Mission Impossible <laughs> type role, I think, you know, I mean, you just have a lot of time to figure all that out. You know what I'm saying? There's no right. Rush. And that's mainly why I do so much is because the the figuring out part, the I have all this time. I'm young right now. I want to capitalize on that. And <laughs> with the weird arbitrary, like I got a sailing license. I mean, it's such a, it's such a weird thing, but I, I like those experiences. I like having that life to draw from not only for my acting, but I feel like it just makes me a more in-depth human being. So I think you need that first and foremost to be an actor. I mean, I, it's to just be a real human. I mean, right. and have real human experiences. So that's another motivating factor for why I do um, half the stuff I do. The other half is just I like being practical and functional and I like having these weird skills. I, I always try to paint myself as <laughs> it's funny because it, in line with me being a James Bond villain or, you know, in Mission Impossible, I want to have those skills. I want to be the guy who can do that. Maybe not like as a job, but I think that's that's a cool novelty a skill like a power to have a power to acquire and since i have the ability you know why not so that's where i'm at right now but as for the future of roles you know everything is so i mean in the vague terms it was so crazy so out there it's so uh, uh messed up I, I i i think screwed up i think it's screwed up for everyone in hollywood right now so i'm just you know sitting here waiting for the dust to settle hopefully more roles will come my way in the meantime i'm really just passionate about my craft, dedicated to that, doing my Meisner training. And, you know, for the next two years, see where that comes. I'm excited to see where it goes. Yeah. I mean, you don't, nobody says, you know, directly that you have to have it all figured out, right? Like there's no pressure. I think sometimes that's where a lot of troubles come from young actors in the sense of they feel this pressure. Okay. I've done this for so long and now I have to find the next job or do the next thing. And sometimes it doesn't, always work out that way, but you have lots of skills. You have a sailing license, you're a magician, and you've performed at the Magic Castle, from what I understand, and just done a lot of cool things. So who knows? I think the future is bright. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's the great thing. And especially now during a pandemic where we just don't have the pressure of having to do much, although it seems like we're coming out of this slowly but surely. But, yeah. um, you know, people are starting to relax a little bit and, and feel more comfortable about things. And Hollywood, so to speak, seems to be on a forward path to, to getting things out and done. Right. And that's good. You know, hopefully other things open up and you can kind of get out there and just figure things out. Um, yeah. I mean, it sounds like, outs yeah, outside of acting and all the other things, what, what else, does Michael find interesting, like what are some time fillers for you uh, that a normal teenager, so to speak, uh, would have the opportunity to enjoy? Um, normal teenager would have the opportunity to enjoy. That's interesting. I, like I said, I like to fill my time with lots of um, lots of pursuits, you know, either academic or intellectual, practical, sure. whatever it is. Uh, like I said, you know, in the meantime, well, I've had some downtime and honestly, I'm very blessed to not, you know, be struggling with money and the fact sure. that I have this opportunity to literally kick back and, and experience this weird lull right now, um, and relax. Uh, it, it's, 
I, I feel like I almost don't deserve that because so many people don't, you know, have that opportunity. But since I do, um, the main thing that that had been going on for a while, uh, it's it's ended now, but it was for a pretty long time. I started playing Dungeons and Dragons with some of my friends. Oh, that's fun! And yeah, it was it was very fun. It was a it was a nice getaway. It was it it, it fulfilled a lot of the aspects. I mean, you know, we were all so so close. Uh, we all lived in the in the same area, so I got to dungeon master where I uh, basically created you know everything that fulfilled that creative whole. I got the social aspect, you know, hanging out. It, it was it was really great. It was like the the life force of what I had for a while. But you know, when everything's open, when everything's normal, um, some of the things that I that I do in general, uh, I play the bass, the the bass the, the bass guitar. Uh, so does a lot of members of my family. It's interesting. I come from a long line of bass players. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I like to read a, a lot of books. I think I mentioned that. Or I, I just skimmed over that earlier. Um, Stephen King is my favorite author. Uh, I like a lot of philosophical and or uh, intellectual books. Um, I like books about um, uh, like psychology and how to manipulate that, especially in terms of magic. Uh, that's really interesting. Oh, man. What what's like another thing that I do that I was just doing this? Um, uh, the other aspect I, I I like to lift weight and also in like in that domain is the is the skills that I that I learned like you know getting my sailing license just having as much I always say power but that sounds dramatic it's really not power it's just uh you know a, a ways to move in the world you know ways to, to tools to fix problems so. I'm just acquiring this this one big toolbox and of of experience and practicality. So that's uh, that's where I'm at right now. I love it. Awesome, man. Well, you're the best, my friend. And uh, I like the idea of the psychology and magic. I always find that interesting when it's not just a trick, but really causes your mind to bend a little bit and sort of go to a place that it wouldn't normally go uh, when watching. I'm a huge magic fan. I I practice and. I've been trying to teach my son some things like the bunny rabbits or the squishy balls, but that's uh, awesome. just for dexterity, you know, uh, yeah. but uh, <laughs> it's so funny. I have a deck of cards just laying right next to me. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a never ending. I'll literally just be sitting here shuffling away and you need that, especially now that I'm, I mean, I, I've been at this place called the magic castle. I'm sure. Yeah. There, there's not, I, I didn't actually touch into that, but, uh, that's where I work. It's it's a it's a private club for magicians. It's invite oh, yeah. only. It's very popular. Yeah, very very popular. I mean, if you're in the LA area, you honestly, if you're most places that like have have a dense concentration, mainly in the entertainment industry, you probably heard of the Magic Castle. Um, uh, it, it very elusive. You have to have an invite. Very strict, like proper dress code, fancy dress code. You go there, you have dinner, um, or or brunch, and you go to see all these magic acts. It's almost like a like a stand-up comedy place, but it's, it's like a, it's like a Victorian style mansion, like right in the middle of Hollywood. So, uh, I work there and you, your chops have got to be up at, at all times. Like it's, it's really hard to, you know, cause you only have certain slots and you only have certain, um, you, you, you only got one shot. You only got one shot for, for these people. And if, if your, if your technical skills aren't up, the whole thing falls apart. <laughs> It's very close up magic, like as close up as you can get, you know, not always necessarily massive stage illusions. Well, I love it. And, you know, hopefully that all opens up for you soon as well. And you can just get back out and 
enjoy life. And uh, I'm excited to see what the future holds. Michael, uh, thanks for joining us on the podcast today. I really appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much for having me. That brings today's show to a close. Goodly do. Thanks for stopping by. If you enjoyed the episode, feel free to share it with a friend and subscribe. It's absolutely free. The views and opinions of the guests do not necessarily reflect those of the host. Autobots, roll out. Go home.